Welcome back, listeners. Uh, in segment one, we talked quite a bit about uh, the crazy last 10 days we've had across Southeast Minnesota. Uh, segment two, Allie, um, we've had quite a few questions, uh, similar questions maybe as the week has progressed. And, and one, is, one of the common questions has been, as we talked about the, the fast pace of corn planting, uh, growers wrapping up and then looking at soybeans, uh, we've had the question is, hey, should I hold off on getting soybeans or should I just, you know, switch the plates, get the beans and keep going, Allie? You know, why don't we just kind of talk through some of the details of that here quick. Yeah, so on the bean side of things, I mean, first off, I think there's a decent chunk of folks that were able to start on corn and beans in this, at the same time. Um, but if you're sitting at that point when you're ready, to, you're ready to switch over to beans and want to get those in the ground, absolutely, uh, we promote planting beans at this time. We have a lot of data supporting those earlier planting dates. The fact that we're still in the month of April is a huge benefit to us. Um, but just always important to keep in mind if you're going to get those beans in the ground, um, a little bit earlier with some of these cooler temps, probably want to consider getting those beans uh, treated with that fungicide and insecticide. Uh, just make sure you're protecting those as we get them in the ground, knowing they might sit there um, a touch longer. Um, so yeah, very supportive of getting soybeans in the ground at this time. If you look at, we kind of talked about GDUs to emergence on the corn side. On the bean side of things, it takes about 155 GDUs. Um, so projection-wise, we, we should be looking to have these beans um, out of the ground in a pretty timely manner, just like just like the corn. Um, but another question that's been coming up quite a bit, Josh, and we did tell our listeners that we would follow up on this, is just some of these alfalfa stands and how they made it through some of these these past snow or some of that kind of ice sheeting that came in a few spots. I know you've been on quite a few calls, so would you mind just kind of giving us your take on alfalfa? Yeah, we uh, we talked about it last week a little bit that we were, you know, encouraged about the alfalfa stands, uh, you know, kind of that first 10 days of April. Then we had the snow, uh, that really cold snap where we had some lows in the single digits alley a night or two there, um, which kind of caught us all off guard a little bit. I've been circling back, you know, it takes a little bit of time you, in a perfect world. You want, you know, six, seven days of good weather before you take a, a look at that alfalfa. Uh, one thing I've noticed, um, since that cold spell and the snow is we're, we're fighting a little bit of heaving. So I think a couple of those nights, especially if you look at uh, Fillmore and Houston County where there maybe wasn't quite as much snow uh, with that cold weather, uh, the ground refroze, had some moisture in it and actually pushed those crowns up out of the ground. In some cases it almost broke them off from the heaving. Um, probably a couple of fields I looked at yesterday, some of the, the, the worst heaving I've seen in a long time. And it didn't wipe out the whole stand, but it might have, you know, maybe taken an extra 25, 30% of those crowns. And when you look at some of that fourth year hay that was getting a little bit weak to begin with, it might have pushed it over the edge where we're maybe going to have to look at rotating that to corn. In some situations, it's maybe not bad enough to justify that, but we may go in and, and no-till maybe some Italian ryegrass, just depending on the feed situation, review that with a nutritionist to see what would the value of that be compared to corn silage and looking at inventories. Uh, but we're going to have to continue to look at them. I got some more to look at here this week, and uh, we'll kind of keep everyone posted on that. But um, unfortunately, some of those older stands, it, it may be a situation where we take it out or take an early cutting and put in some early corn here, just the way things are progressing. But um, stay tuned on that, but definitely want to get out there and keep an eye on those. The, it has certainly changed since the first alfalfa evaluation. And unfortunately, that weather, especially I think on the southern part of southeast Minnesota, um, that, that cold snap was really tough on some of the older stands. I think that's just probably the most important call out is, is that if you were out observing your stands before that cold snap came through, 
you do want to make sure you're getting back out and assessing those again, especially those older stands like you mentioned, because they could look drastically different, unfortunately, than the last time you saw them. Um, but Josh, another question, uh, this is kind of the segment of questions, I guess, would be a lot of folks just talking a little bit about corn maturity. So getting this corn in the ground really timely, which is great. Uh, but some folks maybe had some earlier maturities planned, maybe in that 97, 99 or earlier range, and they're considering uh, potentially still planning a later maturity. Or on the flip side of that, some of those folks maybe choose to stick with some of those earlier maturities for a nice harvest plan. Uh, but what have been some of those those biggest comments you've been getting or, or talking through with customers? Yeah, it has been a common question uh, with just how fast the pace of corn planting has been going. And for the most part, uh, a lot of growers are planting some 94 to 96 day maturity hybrids, just really trying to manage that harvest plan. We've had, you know, three challenging falls kind of in a row here where it's been a struggle to get started in late September. A lot of growers have got a lot of acres to pick in a perfect world would would like to maybe start picking corn in late September, early October. And, you know, for the most part, we put all that 94, six day, cause we're just looking like, hey, can we get some corn under 25% early to get us started where we're not fighting cold weather, we can get it through the dryer pretty efficiently and get some acres knocked out. For the most part, I think all that is gonna stay, stay the course and stay planned. One thing we did have was a lot of growers looking at, it's still April, uh, a lot of growers are taking some 97, eight day and maybe going to 100, 102 day, just looking at such early planting. We know there's a few more bushels to be had up there. Uh, maybe a little bit more high yield consistently and we're planting this good of conditions. We're definitely setting the stage uh, to potentially have some big yield depending on what the weather does. Um, but we couldn't ask for better conditions and in bumping that maturity, a couple maturities, you know, there could be another, you know, three to five plus bushel there and uh, planted this early. Hopefully moisture won't be a, a hang up along the way there either. Uh, but those are been three of the most common questions across the area alley. And next week, uh, it'll be exciting to see the progress and it might be about a wrap to plant 2020.